break it in. Let me hear my elevator. Come on, that was weak. Elevate. Thank you, Billy. Billy, can you come up to the front, please? I'm a, Billy always puts himself on blast when he's in the crowd. So I'm, I want everyone to follow Billy's lead. And when I say elevate, I want you to look like he looked and sound like he sound. Ready? We're going to do this together. Okay, ready? Elevate. Elevate. Thank you, Billy. Now, if you could join them so I can say it and everybody mimic. Elevate. Elevate. That's what's up. You guys just needed some inspiration. All right. You guys know where we're at. Every Friday, this is the place to be. Invite a friend. And so we got our prizes going on, okay? If you bring one visitor in one night, you get a prize, a candy for both of you. If you bring eight visitors, okay? One night, the entire youth group will get a pizza party, okay? If you bring four visitors, so just, and it doesn't have to be just one person, okay? So let's say, all right, let's say Catherine brings like one person. Let's say my girl Timbaland brings like two, right? That's three, right? We do math, right? So that's three. And then let's say, you know, let's say my sister Kiara gets bugged and she decides to bring one other person. That's four people, four visitors in one night. And if y'all can do that, there is a, look at what we got at, at hand here, a $50 gift card. Y'all can split it amongst yourselves or something. But we have a platinum prize as well, okay? If someone brings the most visitors, okay? And this is important, because how many of you guys like trips? How many? Yes, that's what's up. Okay, so if you want to go to our Elevate Missions trip, you have to bring the most visitors before July 3rd to get a free scholarship. Amen? How many of y'all want that scholarship to EMT? That's what's up, all right? And this is the slide, August 2nd through the 8th, okay? And start saving your money because it's $200, and you guys can definitely do that then, okay? And guys, we have a vision here of loving God and loving. That's what's up. Why don't you look to your neighbor and say, I love you. <laughs> look to your other neighbor and say, I love you too. That's what's up. I love you all. All right? And, you know, with that great vision, we got a strategy here, okay? And our strategy, the first phase, okay, is to <clears throat> connect you, okay? So we want to connect you to Jesus. We want you to learn to live like Jesus. We want you to get connected to the cross, okay? We want you to have a genuine, born-again relationship with God, okay? Because so, once you meet him, that you, you change, okay, when you encounter God. And so the next phase of, of that is our mentorship, our 101. Any, any 101ers in the house? Dang, Billy. That's what's up, all right? Any 201ers in the building? That's what's up, okay. So mentorship, we want you to learn to live like Jesus, and you can come to any of the leaders. We'll talk to you about how to do that, okay? And then we want to send you out, okay? Once you are a disciple, once you've been mentored, you're a disciple, you're living like Jesus, we want to send you out so that you can go and teach other people how to connect to Jesus, how to be a disciple, how to live for God, okay? So we teach one to reach one, to teach one, to reach another one, okay? Till Jesus comes back, amen? That's what's up, okay? And our goal here is to have 50 churches in Chi-Town. Say Chi-Town. <laughs> 500. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. It's 50 churches, 100,000 disciples. Say disciples. And 500 churches around the world. If you think we could do that, give me a what, what? That's what's up. All right. And guys, if you feel called, if 
just a little piece of you in your heart says, man, I want to do something more than just what I'm doing right now. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a missionary. I want to be a teacher. Please come and talk to one of us. SUM Bible College is where it's at. And if you want to get connected, if you need information, come to, come to see me, Pastor Ellie. We got my brother Steve, Carmen, everybody in this place. All our leaders, come and talk to somebody, okay? You guys got it? That's what's up, okay? Now, I got a little, I got a little surprise. I got a little teaser for you guys, okay? So, shut up. You're going to see right now, guys. <laughs> it's a little surprise. So, I'm gonna, we're going to prepare it, and I want you guys to watch it, okay? Ready?
you go, Jerry. <laughs> All right, and I know we got a crazy number up here for y'all, so I want to see who gets this. Okay, what is the square root of 72, and I want the 10% of that. Y'all got to think about it. Y'all got to think about it. I don't even know. I did the math and I forgot. So what's the square root of 72, and then I need the 10% of that. Think about it. I'll give y'all a few minutes. You think you got? Okay, so when you think you got something, just let me see your hand. Just put it up there. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go. Okay, I got two people. I got Ricky and I got Billy. Billy went first. So if Billy don't get it, Ricky, I got you. All right, so Billy, what is the square root of 72? And I need 10% of that. Don't look at nobody. Everybody do, 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 do. 7.2, then it's $7.20. Is that the correct answer? No. Okay, okay. Uh, Ricky, where my boy Ricky at? Ricky? Ricky. Bro, can you just shout it out for me? What is the 10% of that? Bro, you, you raised your... Oh, you epically failed, bro. Epically failed. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Joe B right now. Joe B, can you please give us the answer? 80 cents. Was he even close? Can we just give it to the person who's close? Can we show that number now? Can we show that number? Okay, it was .84, bro, .84. You were off by four pennies. I know, bro, okay, I give it to you. All right, who, we gonna give it to, give, 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 please give him a hand of applause. All right, thank you. Come on, Elevate, we support, okay? We support. Now, I know we got a scripture up here, all right? Acts 20, 35, let's say it together. One, two, three. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God, for tonight. God, we thank you for Elevate. God, we thank you for every person in this place. God, I pray that you would bless them to be a blessing. God, I pray that you would meet every need according to your glorious riches. God, that you would open the floodgates of heaven, God, and pour out a blessing so big in this place, God. I ask, Lord, that you would bless these people so that they can bless your church and bless your people. I ask that you would have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Please come up as you give. love Jesus. Give me a what, what? All right, all right, all right, everybody. Cool, cool, man. Anybody like that teaser? Some people gave it away. They weren't supposed to give it away, but it's okay. We forgive them and all that, all right? So let's go to James chapter 4, verse 1, and let's open up in prayer. So when you're there, you can say amen, and then we'll open up in prayer. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Go to your Bible. It's not a shameful thing to have your Bible in church. 
James chapter 4, verse 1. You're all too slow, right? We're just going to pray. All right, so let's do it. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in this place, God. And we ask that you would just have your way, God, that you would continue to, to reach into people's lives and change them, Lord God, that you would make more disciples in this place, that people would go out and spread your gospel, God. You have your way. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen and amen. I have a, a good title for today's message. I want it to be called, From the Inside Out. From the Inside Out. A lot of times we, we like to think about how we, how we act, but really how we act is dependent on what's on the inside, what we're really feeling, what are the things that is going on inside of us. So today we're going to be discussing that from the inside out. So James chapter 4 verse 1 says this, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Quarrel basically just another word for fight. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world, everybody say the world becomes an enemy of God? Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Another version says grace. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. That's the word of the Lord today. I want to give you guys three nuggets that you can remember for the rest of your life. And what James here is saying to you, I don't want it to be some cheesy, uh, you know, sermon today. I don't really want to do that. I just want to read the word of God, and I want to just declare it to everybody in this place. I love all you guys, and I just want to, I said, I just want to read the word of God. And by that thing already, how we just read that, I bet that already had a little heart check inside of a few of you in here. You were thinking to yourself, man, James is bringing it pretty hard right now. Is that really in the Bible? Are you sure that's, I, I don't know, man, that might not be in, in, my, in my grandma's Bible. That might not be in the Bible that, you know, I, I grew up learning from or whatever. Guess what? It's actually in there. It's in James. And if you're Spanish, it's in Santiago. Number four. Cuatro. Cuatro, okay? That's where it's at. And this is what, it, what it's saying. Basically, you have to understand that James is talking to a people who claim they are believers, but yet there are fights happening amongst them. Why are there fights happening amongst them if they say that they're believers? Well, the reason why, he gives a, a few different reasons, but the main thing is that they have desires that battle within them and they're causing problems amongst themselves and in their lives. So that's the first thing I want you to think about. The first thing I want you to remember, that there are battles, there are desires within people that can actually cause problems in our life and in our relationships. This is important to understand because we think that it's just so simpler than that, that once we believe something, it's okay, and everyone should respect what we believe, and everyone should respect how, how we act. But the thing is here is that unless you are really living for the Lord and actually being led by the Spirit to do what is right, guess what? The desires that you have, chances are 
They have the wrong motives. They're the wrong things that you actually want. You want to covet. You want to have, but you don't get it. So in the inside, what do you do at that point? You can't get what you want. You can't get what you, you, you think you need. And so you start to become a little bit of a, a greedy person. You start thinking to yourself, man, if only I had what my friend has. If only I had what that really popular person in school has. If only I had that successful person who's going to get to that nice college and doesn't have to worry about life and doesn't have all the, the problems at home. If only I had that. So you can take it another step further. You start obsessing about it and obsessing about it and thinking more and more about it. If only you could have just a taste, just a taste of it. Why do you even want it? It's not because you, you want to have good things in life. You just want to feel good. You don't want to have just uh, an easy way. You want to have what feels good to yourself. So you just start to asking more and more. Man, if only I had what they had. And so you start to get obsessed with it. And you can even go as far as saying, I hate that person so much. And in the Bible, somewhere else says that even the thought of having hate in your heart is what? It is murder. Is murder. So you're starting to think, man, I hate that person. I hate my neighbors. I hate my, fr- I hate the people that I see in school who always get the right answers or whatever. It can be your, on your own life. You fill in the blank. But what is it that you're battling within, desiring so much, willing to go to that place and say, I am not going to be okay with me not getting this. I want it my way or the highway. Everybody say my way. I did it my way. You, heard, you ever heard that song before, the Frank Sinatra song? Yeah, you probably you guys are like, that's too old and all that, you know. We're, but, yeah, you, come on. It's, you, you can't, like, pretend like you never heard an old song before or something like that. That's a popular song. So stop, stop being in denial and all that stuff. You're not, you ain't cooler because you didn't hear it, all right? But you actually are cooler if you did hear it. Look at your neighbor say, I'm cool. Yeah, you see? Yeah, you see? Just, just p- pat your neighbor on the, on the back and say, don't worry, don't worry. So that is the second thing. You ask God with the wrong motives and want whatever feels good. So you're coming to church and you're saying, hey, you know what? I, I, I like this. I believe in God. But then you start to think that God is some sort of genie. And so you want God's, you know, you want God just to be able to do whatever you want to do because whatever you want, it actually is going to be for your benefit, for your, for your pleasure. You're saying, God, well, if only I could lose some weight so that I can look like Kim Kardashian. If only I could do this, God, would you do that for me? If only I could have all that money so that I can go in and, you know, just buy all these things and just make it rain all day. If only I could have that. Maybe this, some, some of these things might seem a little ridiculous to you, but even the slightest bit of what I'm saying, if you have it, you're already having the wrong motives. It doesn't have to be full-born. You're saying, I, I'm so greedy, and I hate everything, and I just want it all for myself. Me, 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 me. It doesn't have to be that way, but it can start with the small things, the tiny things, the little things that you think don't count but actually do count, the little things that actually show volumes of your character, volumes of where you are in your relationship with the Lord, the little things. When you're saying, God, I don't really care about your way. God, I don't really care about what you want. I want to do what I want to do today. Oh, God, I I don't really care about what you think is best for my life or where should I go. I really want to do it my way because I don't really want to hear your words in my life. I want to do it my way. 
but then you know that God is powerful, and so you go to God and you expect him. You're like, you're like the, the beggar. You're like, hey, man, can I get a few bucks and all that? Come on, man. Come on, God, just throw me, throw me some change and all that stuff. Just, just help me out a little bit. Help me out a little bit, God. That's kind of how we, we treat God. We don't expect him to even, to even want more from us than just the, like the, the, the relationship that we would have with him where we just ask from him. You know what's the problem? The problem is that a lot of people today, when they automatically hear something they don't like, they think it's either hateful or they think it's completely aggressive or hostile to them, and they just shun it completely. For instance, I'm going to give you an example that I'm thinking of that I I saw recently. Uh, There's this awesome guy that people like myself look up to. His name is Dr. Michael Brown, and he's an awesome guy, man. Like, he's been doing... uh, you know, teaching and stuff like that for years. He was a part of revival in, uh, in Brownsville. He was amazing. He was an amazing guy. And he speaks really adamantly against homosexuality. He, he wrote a book that's over 600 pages. And it's not just like a book that's saying, you know, I, I hate homosexuality. I hate homosexuality. He's not saying that. He's giving you a, a really good understanding, an academic understanding of what this, of why homosexuality is not okay. And he's given different reasons and different points. He's attacking it. But you know how that book was received? Did people even automatically think that he was just trying to help people understand? How do you think they received that person? Automatically, you look at the reviews on Amazon and, and all these places. They're like, oh, you know, Dr. Michael Brown, he hates people. He hates everybody. He hates them. This guy is not even like that. He's not even like that at all. And so I've even seen him on the, the Tyra Banks show. You've everybody ever watched Tyra? Everybody? Anybody here? Okay, don't be ashamed. I know it's kind of like old now, a thing as well, too. We're bringing back the old school stuff. But just Tyra, man. It was a little bit popular a few years ago. And he was just on that, on that, um, he, was, he was basically just on that, that show. And he was trying to talk and just give a reason, a, a, an answer to what people were asking about why Christianity says it's a sin. And as he was just trying to say something, literally, the, 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 the person that was with Tyra would interrupt him constantly and constantly and constantly. Why? Because they didn't even want to hear the truth. They didn't even want to hear about what God says. You know what they wanted to do? They just, wanted, they just heard that, so, that they said that sin is a, is a problem, and they were bothered by that. They didn't really want that. And so automatically, oh, you're hateful. You don't know what you're talking about. You see, that's what the world really thinks of God. You see, when we don't really want to give God our all, we kind of automatically think, oh, God, you don't really love me then. If you want me to change, then you don't really love me, God. You want me to have the right motives? Why do I need the right motives, God? We don't want that. We don't want God's way. We just want whatever feels good. We want to take from God and then just kind of push him aside. Thank you, God, so much for for giving me what you did, but that's enough now. I made it now. I made it where I needed to be. Thank you. We don't think that way, right? We're we're, we're young. We're young. You know, some of you guys here are just like 16, 15. I don't think that way. I'm just cool, man. I just go home. I just play Xbox all day, you know, Xbox One. I'm so cool. I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't talk that way with my friends. I don't make those kinds of decisions. But like I said, it's the little things that start showing your real motives. And before long, you, you don't even notice it anymore, but there is a battle waging within you. And you are starting to become, you're starting to have all these problems in your life because of it. You say, I want more. You're not getting more. So what do you do? You take. 
You say, my wife is not good enough, so then what do you do? You go and you get another woman. My husband's not good enough, so what do you do? You go and you get another husband. Is that, is that too real here? I think that got too real all of a sudden, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking about my future now. You're saying that I'm going to be a bad person in my future. I'm saying that if you don't follow what God is trying to do in your life right now, that that will be you, the person who is following whatever the world wants, the person who is in that mindset and who does have the wrong motives. If you don't change that now, if you don't humble yourself now, then what you can expect is not that kind of life where where you're in the will of God, where you're actually blessed by God. You can go ahead, you can have your false security, you can say, oh, I'm so good, look at my life, I'm so amazing, but that in the end of the day is deceptive, it is fleeting, it doesn't last forever. You know what lasts forever? Eternal life lasts forever. That's what really lasts forever. Your money will burn, everything here is going to fade. You can't take your money with you to, to uh, when you die. It's not like, you know, you die now, you're going to be taking, like, your, your, bat, your, your chest full of money down to wherever you go. You think you're taking your money to heaven if you go to heaven? No. You think you're taking your money to hell if you go to hell? Heck to the no. The wrong motives. People, the real, real people saying they believe in God, but yet, they, they, they understand God, but they want something from him, but not really him. The third point, you are a friend of the world, thus an enemy of God. That is scary, scary words right there. But I want you to know that it's not just tickle me, Elmo, goody, goody God, you know. It's not just the, the God who opened up the Red Sea for Moses. It's not just that people that you see every day actually can be enemies of God. If they are following the world and if they are not really with God, they're not believers who are repenting and are born again, then they want what the world has to offer and therefore they are enemies of God. You might say, well, what about the world? Are you talking about like mountains and all stuff? Obviously I'm not talking about mountains. Let's not take it that literal. I'm talking about the way the, the society thinks and the way the culture is pushing people. You can look at it on Facebook. You can look at it on Instagram, on Snapchat. Everyone is starting to go a certain way, and you better get caught up real quick or else you're not relevant. Oh, man, and you're, you're talking about the Bible? Man, you don't even know what you're talking about. That's so old school. That's so, that's so old-fashioned. Oh, you don't want to have sex before marriage? Man, that's so old-fashioned. You're just so, you're so foolish. What are you talking about? You see? The world says, no, 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 just do whatever feels good. Have the wrong motives. Go your own way. Do what you want to do. And thus, you alienate yourself from God. You start to go against God. That's the problem right there. And the Bible says this. Just as much as you are an enemy of God, the Bible says that God opposes the proud. Can I have Stephanie come up to the, the guitar? God opposes the proud. You know what we what I like to say a lot in, in, in this church is that pride, everybody has some pride somehow, some ways. You know, somebody says, like, well, I don't really have pride. That's an example already of pride. Pride is the biggest thing that is going to be uh, defeated in your life. The idea of self, of whatever I want to do, whatever feels good to me, that is going to be the hardest thing to let go of. It's a pride of life. 
But the Bible says this, that God opposes the proud. Literally, the language there is saying that God is face to face against the person who is prideful. So as if you're thinking you're like just trotting along in life and doing whatever you want to do, God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to go this way. I'm not going to give you my blessing. I'm not going to give you my spirit. You can go and do your own thing. You can go ahead and wild out. That's an expression that we use to say when somebody completely leaves the faith and does whatever they want to do. You can go ahead and do that, but I'm not going to be with you. You can go ahead and do what you want to do and be okay with it, content with it. But you're going to see how it fades, how it's nothing. Like how a rose only lasts for so long and then it withers away. Sin is just so deceptive. We think it's so okay. We think the world is just the, the thing to do. Whatever is popular, whatever people want to say that we should do, we are, we're going to go ahead and follow it. And we hardly are ever leaders in our own schools or in our own families. We listen to what people say, and we don't even care to even butt in and say, you know what, I believe in a God that can change all this. Mom, mom, I believe in a God that can fix this problem right now. The problem with your marriage, mom, I know what can fix this. Go to your teacher. The teacher's just stressed out. Man, this, this is a terrible day, man. These students sometimes, man, they just take it so, they don't take it so seriously. You can go up and be like, man, I know what is the answer to this. It's God. It's Jesus Christ. Everybody has a sin, and so Jesus Christ came and broke sin in this world. He broke sin, and we can have that freedom if we just accept him. Just accept him. Just accept the gift of God. It's not saying, oh, my gosh, God is going to enslave you now, and he's going to punish you for the rest of your life. No, that's actually what sin does. That's actually what the world does. But God says, I came, I have come to give you life and life to the full. The Bible says, humble yourself. Humble yourself and resist the devil. Do you know why all this stuff is happening? You know why battles rage within you? Why the world is trying to lead you astray? It's because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't want you to experience your real purpose in life. He doesn't want you to experience the real relationship of God that you can possibly have. He says, you know what? I'm going to steal the good from them. I'm going to steal the best from them. I'm going to destroy their life because they think that they're going to do something with this life. They think they're going to go over here. And you know what? I don't even care about that. I'm going to go ahead and influence them. Influence them. And before you know it, you're 40 years old. You don't even care anymore about the things of God. You're just doing whatever, whatever it takes to be successful, whatever it takes to have a few more zeros in your bank account. Somebody comes up to you and says, the Lord wants to have you. He wants you to give your life and to follow him. What do you think you'll say at that point? If you have been rejecting God for years upon years, if you have been rejecting God and saying, no, it's my way. No, I do whatever feels good to my body. I, feel good. I do whatever feels good, the pleasures of this world. I do whatever I want. What do you think you're going to say to God at that point? If you actually had a real encounter with God, would you say, oh, you know what, yeah, yeah, I'll do it now. I just wanted to have a few years of fun, you know. When I went to college, I just wanted to party, you know. I just wanted to just go crazy, forget a few nights because I was that drunk, you know. I was just having that much fun. 
you would say, I don't care. I don't need you, God. What do you think God's going to do? He's going to be like, no, let me lock you in. You're not getting away from me now. You can, you can try, but, uh, you, you know, you can't hide. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack you. I'm going to keep you no matter what. I have my will. It's going to go over you. You're not going to even have a say. You're mine now. Is God going to do that? You best believe that God is not going to do that. God is going to say to you, okay, you make your decision. You've made it. That's fine. This is a real thing. This is a reality. A reality that might be happening from the inside out in your life. A reality that you're trying to avoid and you're trying to make excuses for. And you're trying to say, you know what, I really don't care. If you want to go into the world and do whatever you want to, then all means do that. But you heard it here today. You heard it from the leaders. You heard it from the Bible. You heard it from your own prayer time if you even have prayed ever in your life. That God is not like that. That God desires for you to humble yourself. Stop being prideful. Stop saying it's my way. Stop saying, oh, I know more than you, God. Humble yourself. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Everybody can stand up. I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, man. When I, was, when I was 15, I got saved. And then for about a year and a couple months, I just was kind of struggling with my faith. Around the end of that time, I got on fire. I started reading my Bible. I started praying. I started reading, like, Christian books and things like that. And I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I started speaking in tongues. I was just, you know, I was going after God going to worship services, kind of like how Infusion Night was. And, man, it was, like, awesome. You know, I felt the presence of God. I'd raise up my hands. I thought it was amazing. And then something happened. I just stopped caring. All these things in my life, I actually wanted I wanted things in my life that I knew I had wrong motives for. I wanted a relationship, and I knew it was a wrong motive to do it. And I remember to this day my friend, and he saw me just before I was about to leave and backslide. And he said, man, what are you doing, man? And I said, you know what, man, I, I don't really, I just got to take a break, man. I just got to take a break. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I can't be that person anymore. I just got to do, I just got to do me. I didn't say it like that because back in the day we didn't say do me or anything, okay? Back in the day, you know, that was like literally over 10 years ago or something like that. So, yeah, it was like like uh, like 10 years ago now, yeah. It's a decade ago. That's a long time. Think about a decade ago. Where were you? You probably were like, like this tall or something like that, you know? <laughs> a decade ago. But I remember that. The, the self that I was holding on to and I was saying, I don't want to do it God's way. I just want to do whatever feels good for me. And then literally for two and a half years, I was backslidden. And during that time, 
I felt like I was a zombie. I felt like I couldn't get out of the relationship I was in. I felt like I was trapped, and I didn't know what was going on. I just didn't know how to break from it. I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't break away from it. I just was, like, stuck. And then this is an opportunity happened, and I, I broke up with the person I was with. And I remember that time, as I shared a few weeks ago, man, like, the, the, the feeling of what did I do with my life? Why was I so prideful? Why was I that person that said, I just want to do it all for myself? Why did I do that? I ruined my life. I literally ruined my life. During that time, I got kicked out of school. I got kicked out of a Christian private alternative school. That's how you know you're jacked up, okay? I got kicked out of that place. They said, you know what? If we're, this is not for you. Go away, okay? We don't, we don't want you here. I got kicked out. I cheated throughout the first year, too, actually. It was all on computers, and I just cheated. Somebody found the password, and I just cheated on every test and every homework assignment. You all look at me right now with such shameful eyes. I'm so sorry, okay? I did that, okay? I'm so sorry. Don't look at me that last now, okay? I've changed. I don't do that anymore, okay? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I understand that you can easily just make the decision to become prideful. And just to stay prideful and then do whatever feels good for yourself. Whatever feels good for your flesh. But like I said, it's deceiving. And you don't want to wake up years from now and then think to yourself, what did I do with my life? What did I do? Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. Can I have the leaders up here as well? Hallelujah, God. We thank you for this time. Just right now in your own words, if the message has touched you, I just want you to be, just to be really honest with yourself. Are you the person right now that has the battle inside? Are you the person right now that is trying to do it your way? Do whatever feels good? Be honest with yourself. Lord, I thank you for this time, God, that you would speak to a generation, Lord, through your word, God. I pray that people would be influenced and inspired by you, God, that they would not find idols in the world or in celebrities, God. That they wouldn't hold on to themselves and say, I'm, I'm so better than you, Lord. I pray right now, God, that this generation would be humble, that they would seek your face, that they would ascend the hill of the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart, that they would not lift up their, their souls to an idol or swear by what is false, God. I pray right now, Lord, that this generation would go after you with intensity, God, with passion, that schools in Chicago wouldn't be the same, Lord, because your presence is there. Your disciples, your church is there, God, moving within them, Lord. I pray you to say, I want to be a disciple. I want to be a person who's humbled himself, who doesn't want to do what the world is saying, who doesn't want to be an enemy of God, but who wants to be a friend of God. We're going to dismiss right now. If you want to receive prayer, you can come up to one of the, the leaders. 
And we also want to make a special time. If you are sick at the moment or if you know anybody who is sick, you can come up personally to me and I will pray for you guys. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this night, God. Have your way within the youth's lives, God. Break chains, Lord. Break chains in Jesus' name. And everybody said, everybody said, hallelujah. All right, you guys are dismissed. If you want, you can come up and receive prayer. As I said, if you are sick or you know anybody who is sick, come up to me and I will pray for you.
myself away.